What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Okay, let's do it. Welcome back to Confident as Fuck. I am here with Trish. I am so excited to have her on. She is a celebrity stylist turned brand stylist and marketing expert. We actually met online. So she slid in the DMs and the rest is history. I saw her Instagram and it is so um, curated in the best way, like curated and also really authentic, has a really good theme, goes with her hair. So I was like, yes, we're doing it. Um, you are like a crystal girly healing, all the things, confidence brand. So I love it. So everybody welcome Trish to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, I felt the same way when, when we connected on Instagram, I just was obsessed. Like I found this sparkly, amazing profile and I was like, who is this woman? And I need to know her. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. That That's like my favorite thing. When someone says like, um, I'm just like obsessed with your content or like, it just speaks so much volumes, right? I'm sure you get the same reaction from people. And it's like the culmination of all your work. You're like, yes, they get it. (laughs) They see me. (laughs) I feel so seen. Yes. Um, so tell us what you do in your own words. Yeah, no, that was such a beautiful introduction. Honestly, thank you. Um, Totally. I was a celebrity stylist turned brand stylist and I found my way like, you know, all of us do in this crazy space. And it was just such a meandering wild road. And really, as an entrepreneur myself, I was feeling so uncomfortable with the idea of having to get visible. Um, Because as a stylist, I was always like everyone else's hype girl, you know, it's building everybody else up behind the scenes. Like I was their number one cheerleader, helping them use style as a tool to show up comfortably and confidently in their life. And then like the roles reversed when I had to get comfortable in front of the camera. And so I really developed this system for myself and I coined it the batch wardrobe and it was how to create six months worth of content and six outfits or less because I didn't want to be in front of the camera that much. And I wanted to batch like content. I felt uncomfortable being seen. So it, it kind of started there and it snowballed after that, which was just such a gift and honestly born from such a place of like authenticity, you know, from me. So it felt really good. I love that so much. That was like my number one topic that I want to dive into, which was the batch wardrobe. Um, and I, I've been feeling this theme lately, like you said, with authenticity and like it, it doesn't, I don't think we understand what people are talking about with this piece until we actually like fully embody it. But it almost like, isn't it crazy when you like fully are authentic, it's like everything just kind of like falls into place. And it's like, it's so hard to put into words how you can actually do that. And like I said, I feel like it's like once you do it and you feel it, you're like, oh my God, everything is so much easier. Everything seems like it's like kind of just easily flowing together. Nothing is so dramatic anymore. And um, yeah, it's hard to put into words, but I've been feeling that lately. So I love that you brought that into what you do. So I feel like 
Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say like a hundred percent. I had this ad that I created a couple of years ago for the batch wardrobe and it really was, <laughs> I was laughing as I was writing the script for it because I was taking myself back to that same place that you're talking about. Like, what the fuck does authentic mean anyway? Like all these people online, right? When you start this business, when you start showing up, they're all like, just be authentic. Just be yourself. I'm like, who the fuck is that anyway? Like, I, <laughs> who am I, right? Like, especially if you come from a family like I did, where you were taught to be pleasant, always have a smile, not say not say too much, you know, like a constant people pleaser. And when, you know, everybody else's expectations then form your own internal opinion of yourself, you're like, I don't, I don't even know what authentic means. And so then I tried to, I really tried to piece it together. You're right. Before I found out what that meant for myself. And um, I have this like funny scene in this ad and basically it's like a three split personality, like the goddess archetype, like the badass business bitch archetype, like, you know, and then another one. And like, what is it? Wh- what does it mean? Who am I? And it's not until you really get in touch with who you are when you kind of shed those layers or get out of the box that you've been put into that you figure out what authentic means for you without anybody else's expectations involved. Yeah. I think you said that so well. That's, um, I don't know if this is for you too. And I'm assuming it probably is by the way that you're talking, but usually the first step in like anything I teach or any program, any course, anything, any masterclass is like, okay, let's find out who the fuck we are because we have to start there. And I was just teaching, um, earlier this week. And that was the first lesson in this course. And it was like, who the fuck are you? And I use the word authentic a lot. And someone asked me to, what do you, what does authentic mean? What is that definition? And I like how you said at the end, like it really is what feels best for you. Almost like kind of, uh, reminds me of like aligned, what feels aligned to you. Same kind of like, uh, definition to me is like, what feels authentic is what feels best when you're doing it. And no one else can really define that for you. So no, I love that you said that. and I think there's so many different layers. So I think it's so beautiful the way that you teach it. Um, uh, you know, for me, style was always like the only acceptable form of expression, like as I was growing up. Right. And so that was authentic for me. That was so easy for me to grasp that concept. And I'm a really visual person anyway. So it really, it was really aligned. And it's funny that you use that word because that was my tagline when I started this, this whole thing for the batch wardrobe, it was aligned style from the inside out. And so I got that, but every other part of my life, I needed someone like you in my corner, like showing me the way, like grabbing my hand and pulling me up. Yeah. Yeah. We always need somebody like that. Um, I think everybody could use a friend, a significant other, a mentor, a coach, whatever it is for you, someone that's going to keep you reminding you, like, is this aligned to you? Are you doing this out of something else or a people pleasing, um, you know, conditioning that we've been using all the time? And are we slipping back into that or is it really aligned and and having that self-reflection and someone reminding you to take that self-reflection, I think is really the key with that. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you because you mentioned your upbringing and I was reading your bio. Like I always like to reread it before, um, I get on the call with someone just to refresh, but you 
also mentioned that kind of in your bio about, um, just like you said, like how you grew up and how, um, just over to the time being a stylist that you're always in the background and you're always made to like, don't talk unless you're kind of like spoken to. So did you grow up in somewhere other than California? No, I totally grew up in California. No, really? <laughs> yeah, but I did grow up in a really small, super conservative town in California. So I don't know if any of you guys know the area, but I grew up in like Arrowhead okay. and it's really small, right? Like everybody knows each other. And then the community that I was a part of was really religious, right? And um, my my family growing up, very specific rules and how to behave and act and speak and say and do. And oof, it was just like suffocating, you know? Yeah. It really stamps out. was hard. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like it stamps out your own voice, your own style. And that, I love how you said that that is where you got that, like where you really clung to style because it was an expression. So really is like an art form. Yeah, absolutely. It, it truly is. And I think um, that was so hard for me, like becoming a stylist. And I, I really wanted to be a celebrity stylist because it's so glamorous, right? Like growing up any, anywhere, but like in California, especially, you know, like you're so close to Hollywood and you grow up watching all of these shows and red carpets. And I don't know about you, not everybody was like, you know, addicted to all of the magazines growing up, but I was. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah, yeah. I looked at all of these like celebrities and I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. And so then I finally got there, that pinnacle of my career. Um, and I was dressing incredible people for the red carpets and magazines and and like literally artwork on their bodies, right? Like these designers that was truly so cool. But I really said I wanted more because it wasn't just about the clothes. It was about the expression. And so for these stars that I was dressing, it wasn't really about that for them, right? That's their job. So they were showing up and they had a great time. But what I really found so much joy in was being a personal stylist. Um, and I got to dress like women just like you and me. And I got to see them evolve into this higher version of themselves where they got to express their confidence in ways that they'd never done before. So that's where the art really came into play with me. And so when people would ask me like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a stylist. They'd be like, oh, so you just like, you buy clothes for people for, you know, a living, you know? And they, it was kind of like that belittling, like, <laughs> but it really is. So like, it's not you that gets to wear them. Do you think that were what was where it's coming from? It was more like it was trivial. Mm. Yeah. But stylists are so needed. Um, I love how you said that you wanted to be closer to the celebrities, but then like you said, like that's not really their job. So do you think that your style, like you were almost using them as almost like a, uh, like a conduit to show your style even more? No, yes, yes. And I think I was searching for like the pinnacle of success mm -hmm. like someone else's standards, right? Like, oh, if I'm a celebrity stylist, they're going to understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And then, so I started off by saying it really has been a winding road. It like legit has, right? So when I left and I started styling, when I left celebrities and I started styling like everyday, amazing, incredible people, um, that's when I started to get that, oh, you just 
you just shop for people, like trivial kind of comments. And I was like, no, it's so much more than that, you know? And I was searching for this way to like legitimize, you know, what I was doing because I didn't have that confidence on the inside. I hadn't yet embodied this, like, I don't give a fuck what you think attitude because it's working for me and everybody else around me. So I went back to school to get my master's in counseling because I knew that there was a connection between like mind body and outward expression. And I was like searching for a way to make people understand until I started working with entrepreneurs. And then I carved out this little niche for myself. Yeah. I love that the niche that you've carved for yourself. Like when we were chatting in the DMS, I was like, this is so beautiful because it's so needed for entrepreneurs and then building their confidence and their brand at the same time. Because when you take photos, like it's a full representation of your brand. You know, you choose your brand colors in, in your wardrobe, you choose like how you want to show up in your wardrobe and how you want to be perceived by future clients or um, investors or whatever. Right. And so it's like, if your confidence isn't dialed in or your self-worth isn't dialed in like that photo shoot, will really uh, show that. And maybe not to everybody else, but I am a huge believer in energy. And so if your energy is not right, like it will show in the photo, maybe not visibly, but energetically, right? So it'll come like somehow people are going to be like, hmm, she doesn't seem so like, I'm not, I'm unsure about her or whatever that feeling may be subconscious. But so I love that you're combining all those things and carved that your own niche. I love it so much. So I want to, um, before we like go too far deep, I want to ask you, um, for a confidence piece for today or for this week. So did you do something this week that made you feel confident? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So I am about eight months pregnant. And so (laughs) yes, congrats. Thank you so much. So I'm like sweating, you know, so, <laughs> <a lot. laughs> I just took my dog out. Um, but so I was, I had to really look at myself in the mirror today. And I used to do a lot of mirror work, especially in the beginning um, of this visibility journey. Um, and for, you know, anybody who is not familiar, right. Just, it, it is what you want it to be. But for me, I was looking in the mirror and I was really just Um, like touching my body and like feeling it and just sending it love and gratitude. And I believe so much in the power of energy. And um, I was feeling like, damn, I don't have anything to wear for this photo shoot because they have a maternity shoot coming up much sooner than I thought, like next week. And so I was having to kind of talk myself through feeling confident, you know, in this photo, because my body's changed. And although it is like such a miracle, right. And it's so cool. And it's so wild what your body can do. It's different, you know? (laughs) So, So I was doing some mirror work and instead of trying to like force myself into something that I thought I needed to wear, I again revisited that piece of authentic alignment. Like, what is it that's going to feel so fucking good? And I bought this crown before I got pregnant I saw I love it <laughs> thank you well, I can't wait to wear it finally there's a moment <laughs> where I was like I bought pink feathers because I just knew like intuitively it's going to be a girl I just know and then for a moment I was like oh shit should I have, should have gotten something that wasn't pink you know <laughs> but she's a girl and I, I would have worn it anyway like I love it 
So I put that on and I was just kind of speaking to myself the way that I wanted to be seen in these photos. And so I think that's really important. And I think that's a piece that we often kind of neglect in ourselves is our own self-talk and self-love. And so after that, I went and I ordered myself like this beautiful outfit and the correct size and measurements and all the things and just let that, you know, like any size expectations or anything else just fall away because it doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. I am huge on that too. It took me so long to fucking grasp. It was like beating our heads so long, but yeah, the size doesn't matter. Like the size doesn't matter. It's really, do you feel good in this? It's funny. We're all, my husband and I were just talking about this. Cause I got, um, like a pink workout outfit and I was like excited to wear it. But I knew like when it came in, I was like, okay, it's a little too small. Tried it on. It fits, but it's like not super comfortable. So I was telling him, I'm like, I think I'm going to keep it because I've been, um, doing a lot of workouts lately, but I'm going to keep it from the intention, not of like, I'm going to wear this when I'm worthy of it, but just because I know it will fit very soon. Um, but the intentionality behind that is so big. Like we were, he was saying, yeah, you remember when you used to do that, you used to like wear clothes that were too small. And I was always telling you like, just by the bigger size, And it took me so long to do that, like so long to just be like, okay, I need a one X, I need a XL. Like it's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Right. And you know what? We make it mean so much about ourselves, but really like every designer's pattern is so different. Like you could be one size in one and another size in another. And, you know, I used to make it mean so much about myself. Like when I'd walk into Zara and I have like, I have a a nice, I have a big old booty, you know? And so like, even at my <laughs> smallest, like I was still wearing like a 10 or 12 at Zara and I was a two elsewhere, you know? So, and I remember that like really a hating, you know, a fitting room experience because of that. Um, and it's beautiful, the shift that you made, even just around keeping this, like, I'm sure what is a fantastic and like completely amazing workout outfit, but it's more of a celebration of the journey that you're on, you know, like keeping it like, oh my God, I can't wait to be seen in this, you know, yes. like all the hard work that I'm putting in like for myself. Whereas I know I've kept things in the past where it's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like torturing myself, right? Like, oh, if only I could wear this again, you know, like, oh, I spent so much money on this. And that was a big shift for a lot of my clients too, to release the things that no longer serve them in their closet just get them out of there, you know? So they're no longer a constant reminder because when you have that there, it always brings you down and it's going to take so much longer to get back into that. If that's truly what your goal is, right? Like that negative self-talk. So if you can just turn it on a celebration like you did, oh, it's just magic. Yeah. I'm a big believer in intentions and I feel like we can do the same things with different intentions and they can, it's huge. Like you said, like try, like still seeing that item in your closet and using it as like you said, like a torture where you're like, Oh, maybe one day I'll fit into this and I'll be worthy enough to wear that. And it's like, or we could just buy it in a bigger size, or we could just buy something else that works better for us. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I want to talk about, um, or ask you, did you have a weekly fave this week? Something you're loving. 
What are you obsessed with? I always think about my Amazon list. What did I buy from Amazon this week? What have I rebought, repurchased? That's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking because like, and I'm like looking around because I'm about to turn our office into a nursery and I'm like, I've only bought baby things in the last like, week. I'm consumed. But actually I bought this, um, the Fenty glow stick and I'm obsessed with it. I even, I emailed it to everybody on my list and like, I just shared it with everybody. Everybody who's talking to me, I'm like, you need this. I have it in every color. It's just. It's Is it a blush or it's a highlight? It's a blush highlight stick. Ooh. Vibe, you know, and I'm pretty like, you can't tell on Zoom, but <laughs> I'm pretty fair, you know, for our California, like sunshine. And so it's nice to have a little bit of, a little bit of glow. <laughs> yes. No, I'm right there in that fair club too. So I feel you. And um, I've been into cream products. So mm. I love that you mentioned that. So I'll have to pick it up because I wasn't into cream products. Like they were so intimidating, even though I kept trying them, I just couldn't really get it right. And I feel like lately I'm like all cream products and then I set, but I've been loving cream blush. So I'm going to have to pick that up. So. Oh my gosh. I'm such a lazy makeup person too. Like, so, really? So it's so good. All you do is just like glide it on. And then I use a little brush because I think it transfers with your fingers, but either way, no big deal, but it, I've been using it for like six months and I've bought every color now and I just bought a new one. So, you know, when you go through something and you get it again, that's how, you know, <laughs> that's how, you know, yep. Yeah. I'll have that linked for you guys below in the, uh, show notes, as well as any Amazon faves that I ever have are also linked down there below. So if you guys have listened to previous episodes, any like books, Amazon products, they're all listed for you guys. So you can shop those. And it'll also be on the Instagram. So um, let's get into what the batch wardrobe is. So kind of give us, you gave us kind of the background of why you created it, but what exactly is it? How do your clients use it? Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so really, it's how to create an intentional wardrobe for your brand photo shoot because there's like nothing worse than getting ready for your photo shoot and then having nothing to wear like the night before and then running to Target trying to find that one thing. <laughs> Inevitably, okay. you can't. So uh, what we do is we create the content that you want to share. So like the authentic visibility piece, like how do you want people to see you? What energy do you want to come across in your photos? What is the message that you want to share? How do you want to be seen? What do you want to be known for? What are the things that you're consistently selling? So it's not so, it's not only style, right? It's also how you want to show up because what we do is use style as a tool. So we go through first, how you want to be seen what you want to be known as. And then we build content categories from there. And then we plug and play different outfits. Um, and so I teach them how to uh, dress for their body type, how to choose and select a style that works for them that really speaks to who they are. Um, and so I give them all the things and it's a go at your flow course so they can figure out, you know, at their own pace and they can come back and revisit, you know, as life changes or your body transitions or your brand does because that happens a lot. <laughs> so this really is just something, a, a beautiful resource that they can come back to over and over again. And then we have an up-leveled community. Um, they can join for extra support, which is really fun too. That's awesome. Yeah. If you've never done a photo shoot, it's can be very intimidating. The um, 
styling mixed with the branding mixed with like, how do you want to show up? It can be really intimidating when I first did mine. The first one obviously was like a hot mess. You know, I didn't know what the fuck to wear and it was, yeah, it was a hot mess. It was like ordering outfits for weeks and then being like, oh my God, it doesn't fit. And then going back to the drawing board. And so I think that is such a needed resource in the space. And so I love also, so it's a self-paced course, but then they can't have access to it forever. Yeah, definitely. You just totally brought me back. I'm like over here laughing, thinking about my first brand photo shoot too. I didn't have trouble with the clothes. In fact, that part was, you know, easy for me, but, (laughs) but I do, I did really struggle with the confidence piece and like being in front of the camera. So inside the course too, I have um, a whole module about like how to boost that confidence, feel confident in front of the camera. And so we go through tapping and journaling exercises and um, I have them write a love letter to themselves to read before the day of. Um, And I find that that really helps because I know (laughs) for my very first photo shoot, I, I had like this whole wardrobe planned out, right? And I had my rolling rack and I had my little steamer and all the things. And then we show up to the location because I didn't pick it. I let the guy, like the photographer pick it. I'd never shot with him before either. And I had to get a spray tan because I felt like so like, I just didn't feel comfortable in front of the camera. And I was worried like, oh my God, is my cellulite going to show if I'm too fair and whatever. And I got a blowout because, oh, I can't, I can't tame my curls on my own. And I got my makeup done. And, you know, it was just like a whole process, which I don't, I don't ever do that anymore. Um, But that's because I feel good in my body right now. And so, of course, I think, you know, investing in hair and makeup and whatever makes you feel good, do it, you know, get that spray tan if you want it. But I didn't really want it. You know, it was just, it was like a mask, honestly, for myself. But I remember changing like in the stairwell of the parking structure because it was outside and I had, it was in this like business complex park in in Irvine. It was really cool and it was very architectural, but I had all these like business people who were on their lunch break, like staring at me as I was taking these photos. And it was fairly early in the, like the Instagram game. I think it was like, I don't know, 2016 or something like that, you know, and most people like they were just posting those really over edited like photos, you know, the ones with all the crazy filters. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this was kind of the beginning and I felt like so awkward. So I totally remember sweating, like sweat Mm -hmm. curls and all the things. (laughs) The sweating. Yes, that is like number one, what happens for me is I'm like nervous trying to get it all in, you know, the allotted time. So it's like, I'm always sweaty. Um, but yeah. And having people like look at you while you take photos and then be my biggest thing was like being out of control of the photo. And I think that's something I don't hear a lot of people talk about, but that was definitely like the most, um, I guess the hardest thing for me to overcome because I am actually like, I love taking photos. I do well on Instagram stories at that time. My first, I think my first shoot was like 2020. So, um, but doing it in front of other people and like fully being myself while someone is else is taking photos of me is like another level was another level of awkward for me. And I think it was like shocking for the photographer and the makeup artist because they knew me from social media 
So then I had that other layer where it's like, okay, they know me as like, you know, this confident, like person who shows up easily and can talk. And I'm like, okay, actually like I'm, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, I don't know what to do with my face. Like, I don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, a million percent. Like all of a sudden, like what to do with your arms just totally goes out the window. Like, what do I normally do with my arms? I'm so, what do I do? (laughs) But you're right. That adds like such an added layer where we can feel comfortable and confident, you know, on stories, um, like (laughs) with strangers on the internet. I mean, we can get to know, of course, the people that are in our communities to the best of our, our extent. But, um, I remember talking with a mentor recently and, um, I started the way that I started my business was running ads and like Facebook ads and funnels. And, um, although I am like a super creative person, I really do love to get into like the, the trenches of like analytics and stuff. So like the back end. Um, and I did it because I was so afraid of what people who knew me would think of me online. And I didn't give a fuck what strangers on the internet thought, you know, like I felt like I could finally be myself. I was finally able to like spread my wings, say what I wanted, wear what I wanted. Yes. Come into my, you know, my world. Like, I can't wait to, to meet you. If this, if you feel like you're on the same page as me. Um, but I still had like friends from high school, like family following me on Instagram. And so getting on stories and being myself felt so scary. I would like clam up and not know what to say. And yeah, it's like a whole added layer when someone knows you in real life. (laughs) That's like probably the biggest question I get when people ask about like being confident on social media and stories. A lot of people ask like, well, what if someone like says something or wondering what people will think. And it always is people that they've known in real life or that they've known from their past or from childhood or family. Mm -hmm. And that's such a big thing. And a lot of people even start like separate Instagrams because they don't want that. And so how did you like finally push past that belief or that fear of someone judging you that you've known in real life? Totally. Yeah. Like how did I navigate it? (laughs) So like, (laughs) first of all, like the ones that I was really worried about, honestly, like I just blocked them because, you know, like it it is what it is, you know, (laughs) like this is my space. And honestly, if I don't feel comfortable being myself, true, you don't belong here anyway. And that that's like some deeper work that I had to do like outside of my business and social media too, for like, that was really a good mirror for me to see like, oh, who are these people that I don't feel comfortable with? And those were like immediate people in my family and like circle and sphere. Mm-hmm. But the people that I grew up with, like, you know, that maybe don't know the direction that I'm going in. I felt like, oh my God, are they going to think I'm an imposter or a fraud? And ah, <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, You know, I just kept going. I pushed past it. I, I really focused on the people that I was calling in the new conversations I was having. And, you know, the beautiful thing is I started getting messages from people that I did grow up with people that I were like, Oh, I don't know why they would stick around, you know, for this, this content. (laughs) It's only, it's only business related now, but I started getting messages like, wow, you really helped me after I had my second baby. Like, wow, that real, you made 
it helped me like feel comfortable buying a new pair of jeans, you know? So even people that I wasn't necessarily creating content for, um, they were, they were feeling, um, feeling the heart behind. And I think that that really helped me realize that speaking from the heart is a universal language. And so it helped me to get past the fear of people, coming at me with like a negative comment or something like that. Cause I, I really was afraid of that too. Um, especially when I started sending emails out, um, like I am the queen of grammatical errors and I don't like, I won't reread it a million times. Like maybe I'll take one quick pass, you know, to make sure like something doesn't sound horrible, <laughs> but I, I always send something with like some sort of stupid mistake, you know? And, and I remember the very first email that I sent out, I got like, I got like two responses back and it was like the grammar police. They were like really rude, you know, people and just like really aggressive about some sort of like apostrophe that was misplaced. <laughs> and it was really a great, it was honestly a great um, like bandaid to rip off because I read this email. And then of course, at first I like panicked. I was like hot and sweaty and like, mm -hmm. that's a theme, right? <laughs> that's what happens to me. <laughs> and I like panic read the email that I just sent out actually was about a PDF, like a free PDF. And so I like panic read it and I was like, I don't see it. I don't understand. Grammarly, where are you? And then I like, I couldn't find it. And so I just emailed back and I was like, Hey, thanks. You know, I, I couldn't find it, but I hope you enjoyed the resource, you know? And I just realized like, Hey, you're sharing your gift. You're sharing your magic. Like if, if it's not for them, that's okay. And so I almost treat them like I do the, the crap in my closet that is no longer serving me. You know, I like bless and release it. Thank you for doing, you know, the thing that you did for me then. <laughs> and now I'm ready to let you go. So um, it's been a lot easier once I like cut the cord of you know, trying to please everybody else. <laughs> yeah, because you can't. And it's like, if you're nope. writing an email to me about a grammar error and responding to this, like you might have some personal issues with something else. Like this is not about the grammar, like the, like the thought to respond to that is just like out of this world to me. So I feel like that's kind of like what I tap into is like, you're taking your time to comment on this or you're taking, I don't I really get much hate, but yeah. if I do, I'm like, you're taking your time to respond to this because of what, like a grammar error really upset you that much? Like, no, um, this is something else. So I love that you said like blessing and releasing. And I think that's huge. And like knowing you said, tapping into the people that you're you are actually talking to. And I think that's huge, like tapping into those people because they actually want to hear. And then, like you said, then you have people come back and I've had the same experience where people, people are watching, right? People are watching you, even if they never comment, even if they never like, even if they never interact and you may be still affecting them, like you said. And, um, I've gotten a few messages like that too, from people who never interact with my content or are from years and years and years ago that maybe I even worked with or, you know, had some experience with in real life. And then they come back and they say like something, you know, huge, like you helped me with, like they said for you, like they helped you help me go through my second pregnancy or having my second baby or whatever. And it's like that even when we think the worst, right. We think someone's going to 
the worst in our mind, right? Which is like a negative comment and email response about a grammar error. Those messages that you get where someone is like so affected by what you're saying online make all those just so non a non-factor. So yeah, like it doesn't even matter anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the time, right, I wasn't able to look at it. <laughs> I wasn't able to look at it subjectively, but now it's the same, the same as you. I just, I kind of like, I kind of feel bad for the person who feels like they need to take the time out of their day to reply to the one silly thing, you know, or yeah, you just, it just makes you reflect a little bit differently. Like, oh, wow. You know, they are going through something, something that I don't understand. And and bless them, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, you mentioned also the marketing agency. So I know that's a piece we haven't really touched on yet. So can you explain what that is and how you use it? Do if you still do, if you use it now within your coaching and your styling and all that together and how that works? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking. So it's so fun how when you do show up from a place of just like letting it be fun and letting it be easy, just following those little breadcrumbs of how can I have more fun? What can I do to really, to really explore this thing? And so it started with the batch wardrobe and I started noticing that people um, had these amazing photos, you know, they were like gorgeous and like beautiful and like totally on brand and you couldn't like, oh, I just wanted to post them all for them, but they didn't feel comfortable posting them. So it came from this place of like, oh, now I have this stuff, but I don't have the confidence to do anything with it. And so then the community was born. And so then from that, they, they would come in and we would, we would support them with just feeling embodied, you know, trying to figure out the different pieces that would help them feel comfortable and confident, help them get out of their own head um, so that they could start showing up unapologetically, just like how you and I are talking, right? Like not letting the small things get them down or sweat, you know? Um, and then the agency was born after that because they were coming to me with questions on like, how do you choose this photographer or like, how do you set things up the way that you do? And so I had a really fun idea, like maybe we could just do it together. And so I did our first, um, our first agency client, we built an entire funnel all the way through, um, just like the one that I have set up in my business. Um, and so we started with a smaller offer. So like batch wardrobe ask, and then we led them through into a group offer, which is like my scale and style program, and then up into like a higher ticket item, right? And so I built this whole thing for this client and it was just so fun and like so cool to step into the creative director's shoes in this way where I wasn't only the stylist, like bringing that vision to life, but I was helping bring every other part of her brand essence into play. And so it, it's just kind of snowballed from there where now we offer it. I have a photographer getting ready to go to Vancouver. And so we're all, you know, we're like an international operation now, which is so exciting. Um, but it really was like born from just what if, what if, like, and I really love doing it. So maybe, maybe it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that. I feel like you would laugh at this story because because I feel like it's the vibe, you know, 
but I remember being, man, I must've been like 19, 19 or something. And I don't even know that I had finished like FITM. I went to the fashion school here in LA. Like I hadn't even finished yet. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I definitely hadn't started this business. And I, and we were going to a play that we had to like go to for school or something. And we were really early. So there was a psychic across the street and I've had a lot of psychic experiences, but this particular one was really interesting. So we walk in and my friend and her boyfriend go first and they did not get like information that they wanted. <laughs> and it's what it is. It's awkward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then I go, right. It's my turn. And she tells a lot of like a lot of different things that kind of all make sense in a line and um, like that my husband is my soulmate and, you know, now we've been together for 16 years. So that was really beautiful. And then she said something that really stuck with me and just made me giggle, as I said, creative director, because she was looking at my hand, reading my palm, and she was like, you're going to be a creative director. I don't know, like what that really means or what kind, but like, you're going to own a business, you're going to be in charge, and you're going to be like, you know, like, a creative director and she just like threw the word out there like into the ethers hmm, that'd be so cool you know and then I left and I never really thought about it again until this last couple of years and I was like wow I'm totally like a creative director and this is always what I wanted <laughs> isn't that nuts when yeah. someone like it, it's not even like I, I don't know I I love psychic experiences but I feel like it's not like they're pinpointing something that is so out of the realm, right? Usually, but they're just tapping into like your energy and they can, it's almost like um, if you are familiar with human design, like a projector, right? They see so far. Are you a projector? I always attract projectors. It is so <laughs> funny. Um, I'm a generator, so I'm always going. So maybe that's why I need projector. I do need projectors in my life. My husband's a projector too, but, um, they can just see, they see things on a different scale, right? They see things so far ahead. And so they can see that vision. I feel like of you or your potential so far advanced that you're like, Whoa, like I'm not, I don't know what that's going to look like either, but that sounds amazing. And it, when it clicks, like you're saying, when you just said it right now, and then you had that epiphany, right? Like, oh, I really am a creative director. It's like, it all came to fruition, but only through like all these different steps that you took to get there. I feel like that's why we need projectors in our life because they keep us like, they keep us going towards like that bigger vision. My husband is always like, um, he, when I first started my business and I was really struggling, like, what do I do? Okay. I'm going to launch this offer. I'm going to do this funnel. I'm going to do these email sequences. And like, um, maybe I'm going to offer this or like, maybe I should tap more into like the personal training. Right. Like I just was all over the place, getting distracted by every little thing. And I'm glad I went through that, but he would always say like, stop getting distracted, like stop getting distracted, stop being pulled in this direction. Like I see so much more for you. And I'm like, well, yeah, more, more things. Like I'm doing all the things. Like, what are you talking about? I am trying to do more. And he's like, just focus on the bigger goal. And I never, I did not, it didn't click until this year. And I was like, okay, I see now. This makes so much sense. And projectors and psychics, like, I think that's what they're tapping into is that larger vision of us. 
Yeah, no, I love that. And sometimes it's just so hard because you're so close to it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but having someone share like your husband share that vision with you and it's just like a gut check for you too, you know, like that psychic for me, it's like a, it's like a gut check when you hear information like that, especially when you're really tapped in, you know, to your body and yourself and you're able to just, hmm, does that, is that a direction that I want to go in? Do I want to focus on that? Like, what is he talking about? You know, and then you can kind of like, oh yeah, that's it. That's the sweet spot. And like, gosh, we just need all the generator energy. Like my box, <laughs> my, my boxer is like always full of my like best friends, a generator too. And like my business bestie, we like met at a mastermind like years ago. And it's such an untrish thing like back then, because I never, ever, like I, like it was really hard for me to make friends because I was so shy. I was so shy. I was so nervous. I like didn't speak up. And so thank God for her energy because she totally pulled me in. And it was just like such a fun, like magnetic connection, you know, um, generators have that spark. It's so special. Yeah, we do. We do. I like it too. I, most of my, um, really close, like business besties are, are generators too. And, get us all together. And it's like a lot of energy, uh, a lot. So you mentioned aligned style and we were talking about aligned authenticity. So what do you feel like is aligned style and how does someone really capture that and figure out what their aligned style is? Yeah, totally. It is like an ambiguous thing, right? Especially if we're talking about not even knowing what authentic really feels like for you. And a lot of people, um, especially like my clients will come to me and it's not like they necessarily are like a fashionista because I seem to attract the people who are like, yeah, I want to feel good. I don't actually know how to do that. And like clothes just aren't made for me and my size. And I feel like like I have no options. And so like, that's normally the energy that they come to me with. And, um, what I start with is always, always those questions, like, how do you want to be seen? What do you want to be known for? Like, what are the traits that you want to be known for? And then when we get like the style piece out of the way, you know, then we're able to be like, oh, well, you know, like my personality is fun. Like I'm easygoing. I'm down to earth. I, like, like I can just kick it and I just want to chill and like my sweats or whatever, you know, or you have someone who's like, oh, I just want to be like, I just, just like luxury. It's all about like glamour to me. I want to feel like, so like, like beautiful and like old, like old Hollywood, like glamour all the time. Like I want them to know like regal goddess, like they start to throw out these adjectives and then we can start to paint a picture of what that means for you because it's different for everybody. You know, I've had, um, back when I was styling, like uh, personal styling clients before I got into brands, um, I learned this lesson, like the hard way, not like the hard way, but it was just like, I kind of like laughed a little because she, this woman that I was working with was like, oh, I want a really edgy style, you know, like I really want, I really want to take it to the next level. I want people to look at me and be like, oh, wow, you know, I can't believe she's wearing that. And so I was like, oh, edgy, got it. You know, like leather, you know, like the things that pop into your mind. Well, she was talking about like a more masculine suit, which would really fall into like a more minimalist category. Like if we're talking style types, you know, um, and so I sent her this whole mood board and she's like, yeah, 
what I was envisioning it's kind of like uh, aggressive looking or something like you know her her words like her associations were different for the words the adjectives the picture she was painting so that's where we start how do you want to be seen let's get some adjectives involved and then I invite everybody to build a Pinterest board and so to just fall down the rabbit hole of things that are exciting for them to look at not to think about what's going to look on your good on your body, not to think about like, oh my God, am I going to be judged for wearing this? Like just pin everything that you're like, wow, I like the way that looks. And damn, that would make me feel like this. And oh, that's the association I get with this and just follow the rabbit hole. And then from there, you can start to piece together a real visual picture of, oh, this feels like me. And then we get to the part where like, oh, now I have to put it on my body. How am I going to find these things? How am I going to find these clothes? And that's when we start to do the work around like, okay, so this is actually the style type. There's five different style types. These brands are great for that, you know, like start there. Or this is your body type, right? These are the silhouettes that are going to feel really comfortable and really good on you. You're going to love the way that you feel in them. Um, And then we can start to like, tactically and like tangibly build this vision that you've created but I really try to take style out of it in the very beginning yeah I love that approach I did build a vision board for my some of my photo shoots at the request of my photographer but I don't think I ever really thought of how do I want to show or how do I want to be like perceived in these photos I guess kind of because naturally right you're you're thinking like, what am I going to show in these photos? But um, yeah, I think now when I think of a photo shoot, I think of like, okay, what am I trying to convey? Like, what am I going to, what are people going to feel when they look at these photos? And I think that's such a good way to start instead of the opposite. Cause there is nothing worse too than like doing a whole brand photo shoot, like you said, and not only not wanting to post the photos, but then feeling like, oh, it gives a different vibe than what I thought, or this outfit like on camera seemed so much more formal or more relaxed than I thought, or more edgy, right. Than I thought. And so I love that you are using, taking the style out of it and really tapping into who they are and their own personality type. Totally. You just had me think too, like I'm helping a client, uh, one of my agency clients plan, Um, a photo shoot right now. And she has uh, this, this methodology around sacred anger. And so we were planning one of her content categories. And I was just thinking, you know, it's important to choose what you're going to be wearing to show this off. Like if she's, you know, like hitting a bed with like a stick or something, you can't, and she's, and she's mindful and conscious of like her body type and a certain angles and whatever, it's better to know what you're going to be doing in the photo, the energy that you're going to be portraying, like you said, maybe the props that you're going to be using, because if you have like a cute white t-shirt on and you're not super comfortable with your belly, then probably when you lift your arms up, half those photos, you're not going to like. So we're going to try to find something that has maybe more movement. That's a little bit more dramatic. That's going to show up on camera. So If you work backwards like that, then you end up having a wardrobe that's much more supportive of the picture that you want to paint. And then you'll have more photos that you really want to use. (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah, I think that's a really, really good point too. Is like, what, what am I doing in this photo? Because I didn't think of that either in a lot of my photo shoots where I have like a cute skirt and a cute, like, you know, bag and whatever. And the outfit, like I feel good and I feel great in it, but then I can't move. Like I can't, I can't really move around. So, and where am I taking this picture and what am I going to be doing in it? Am I going to need to sit? Like, you know, those are all things that like, you don't really think of until you do photos or until you have someone helping you do photos. You said something too on your bio, um, about Claire confidence. So can you explain that to us? Yeah, I would love to. So, um, it is this term that I coined and a membership that I created and I have a journal that's coming out actually very soon, uh, which is so exciting, but I really, it was, it was created from this place of everybody deserves to have this innate confidence that's inside of them. They get to feel that. And it, it was, um, just a fun play on like Claire Cognizance and Claire, right? All of the Claire's because I truly believe that your confidence is a gift. Like you have this ability to tap into it. We just need to find a way to find it. Um, and so <laughs> it was it was totally like a, a thing that I needed, you know? <laughs> I was trying to figure out like, why am I not comfortable posting these beautiful photos of myself? You know, like why can't I tap into this um, unapologetic, unapologetic energy. You know, did you ever read that book, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle? That is a book I have never read. I know everyone has read it and it's like, I've seen it so many times posted and I never read it. Listen, I did not read the whole thing. So (laughs) don't worry. (laughs) But I think that you read the part that you need. And so I think it was like the first couple chapters and they're really, really short. It's like a like a day, a glimpse. But the first story that she opens the book with is all about like finally realizing that she's a goddamn cheetah, like in a world of like house cats, basically, you know? And so, yeah, it's tapping into that energy. So Claire confidence is all about the tools that you can use to help you embody this type of confidence. So that's what my brand has grown to as a whole. So we use style as a tool. We use tapping EFT methodology. We use journaling. We use um, meditation and visualization. And so Oh, it just, it's such a place that it, it's such a beautiful space that I really love to just share and talk about. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, I hope I, I was assuming that's what you were talking about. Like clairvoyant, uh, claircognizance mm-hmm. and the play on that, which I love because I do feel like, and I even felt this way because my husband is like extra, um, confident, not extra, like, um, arrogant, but very confident, very sure of himself. And when we met and up until like, maybe even like two, three years ago, I really thought that he must have been born with that. And he must have like, he must have been born with it and he never changed. Right. He never had, he just kept that, um, confidence. And then once I started doing a lot of this work, I realized like, we all have that within us. It just gets conditioned or it gets, you know, shifted by trauma or it gets, um, uh, extinguished by different things that happen to us. And then we build this story around it. And, um, but we all have it within us and it's still there. We just have to tap into it. I love that you said that because it's, it's, it's so true. And I think that's what 
really a lot of this work is about is realizing the power that you have already within you and how to tap into it, remove those layers that are over top of it and just tap in. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally like you're like peeling onion layers back from yourself, right? Trying to get to the middle. Like what, what parts are me and what parts aren't me, you know? And like some people are lucky, of course, like your husband and my husband too. And it's interesting that you, like you and I, we, uh, we found these partners who exhibit the the type of confidence, right? That we desired to have. But I think also, I mean, speaking for my partner, he allows, he allowed me to like grow into this. It was like an invitation, you know, like, come on, girl, I know what you got inside you, you know, like I already knew it was there, especially over the last few years of this evolution, you know, um, into spirituality and everything else. I was like, oh my God, he's going to think I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I already knew that about you. What do you mean? Like, it's always been there. I'm so glad, you know, the side of you finally showed up to the party. So (laughs) aren't they so patient? They're so patient. I told him that all the time. I'm like, you've been waiting for this for so long. Like, thank you for waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those people are so special. Like those partners that we have or friends or, you know, people in our family that just ride, you know, ride that way with us. And then like, once we get there, there's no shame or no, um, you know, mentioning of, or bringing up the past or anything like that. They're just like fully accepting and say like, yeah, keep doing your thing. Like I already knew it was there. Like you said, I already knew this was there. I'm so happy to see it fully here. Yeah, no, I think that's probably, I mean, that's why you have such built such a beautiful community. I think you're opening the door of allowance for people to see this in themselves too, right? Like you're holding up the mirror to them, which is so powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm always like, um, I feel like I, took what he did for me, what my husband did for me over all those years. And I really was like, okay, like I can do this for other people in a shortened amount of time with like some more, a little bit more direction and patience probably, but, um, you brought that generator energy. I love it. There we go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to talk about your offers. So you have scale and style, And then you also have another exciting announcement. So what is it? Tell us. Oh my God. Yes. So the Clear Confidence podcast is getting ready to launch very soon, which is so exciting. (laughs) I love that. That's a name. I love that so much. I'm like, I didn't even plan that. I know you're amazing. You just like totally set it up. Didn't even know. Um, yeah, you know, I just felt like it was such a cool name and who knows, like there's so much, there's so many funny, like strategy things that you can get yourself into, like inside a business and like, Oh, are they going to know? And well, they know what that means and you can get in your head and, but you know what? I think like it goes back to, and I can't remember where I heard it or who said it to me, but it, it really is it like stuck with me. It's you speaking from your heart is a universal language of love, you know? And so whether you truly knew that clear confidence was, you know, a play on all the clears, you know, but you felt it, right. You felt it before you knew it. And so I'm really excited that that gets to be out into the world and it just hopefully will create a really cool movement around it. Yeah. I'm super excited to see the images. (laughs) I'm really excited. Um, I think by the time it this comes out, it should be, 
it should be either out or just about to come out. So I'll have it linked for you guys. And if it's not ready yet, or if it's not out yet, I'll have the date listed um, in the show notes for you guys as well. So you guys can check that out and um, tell us about Scale and Style. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Scale and Style was really just a community where we can all get together and we can create an aligned, magnetic, visible brand presence online. And so without discounting the fact that we're like human people with human needs that need to feel good about showing up, there's um this thing that people always say in our industry and like, I get it to a certain extent, but it's, what is it? <laughs> I'm going to forget now, but it's like, oh, just just keep showing up. Like it's always going to be scary. Like to the effect of like, it will always be scary until you do it and just repetition and repetition, repetition. But I found that when I kept showing up, it actually gave me like a vulnerability hangover, like, you know, and then I would be off social media for like a month. It would take me like oh, six months to recover and then start posting again. And then like, oh, can I, can I do this? You know, is this strategy right for me? Is it going to burn me out? Do I like how I feel when I post these photos? And so that's what Scale and Style is all about. It's creating a sustainable visibility strategy for you that's going to feel good from the inside out. So we have one call a month that's all about style and embodiment and making your brand feel like home for you and the people that you're magnetizing to you. So it's about like the aesthetics, but it's also about how you feel when you're showing up. And then there's the scale piece. And that's about creating this aligned visibility. Like let's, let's, let's communicate what we want people to actually know about you. And let's do it in a way that feels sustainable for your energy. Um, and so we craft personalized plans. We do an intensive with every single member that comes in because I think it's important to have that touch piece when we're really diving into like what makes this program significant for people, this kind of support. And so I just, that's where my heart really lives is in the connection. So it, those intensives are my favorite. And then getting to support people for a whole year afterwards, it's really exciting. That is amazing and so needed, so needed in the space. Like the fact that you're combining scaling your business and showing up on social media from an aligned place and all those together, super, super magical. I really, really like that concept. And so they come in, you have one call a month, you do an intensive, and then you said they two intensives. Two calls a month. We have two a calls a month. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So an intensive with an intensive and then also a group call once a month. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you said that you support for an entire year. So is that program a year long? Yeah. Awesome. We treat it kind of like a membership. So we'll do quarterly um, embodiment events as well, where we invite practitioners to come in and, you know, lead us through practices like breath work and um, tapping. And so we can really get out of our head and we can tap into that confidence um, because it's not just one thing, you know, um, building the, building this business online. I found that it is so not like a linear thing, <laughs> like, like anything that you do, if it works for you, that's fantastic. But like, I found that so many pieces of the puzzle need to be kind of put into place for everything to feel good and for you to feel like happy showing up and building the thing. And so, um, like I just wanted to make it fun and combine all the things that I love to do with my business. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. So a year long program and wow, imagine the breakthroughs that people can have, like you said, and bringing in practitioners, it's just, I'm obsessed. Like that's all I have to say. I'm obsessed with that idea. Um, I'm like, how can I do this on my terms too? But I love how you're using style as your vehicle. Like you're just using style as your vehicle to do all these other things, um, building your brand, photo shoots, confidence, like all of those through style. It's really beautiful to see. Thank you so much. It took a long time to figure out how to, you know, put the pieces together. Um, and to explain it in a way that didn't, it didn't just feel like style, you know, like, oh, it's, it's so much more, you know, it's taking me back to those having to justify it days, you know? And so finally, I feel like I've arrived and, you know, my people know like this is their place. And so I really appreciate you saying that it's been a labor of love. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I can. I totally understand that too. And I think the secret like piece of that is coming, like you said, and we've said throughout the whole podcast is like coming from your heart and coming from a really good place and your intention behind it. And people can really feel and sense that. And that's what you get when, or that's what I get when I talk to you is like aligned, um, heart centered, like really coming and showing up and creating offers out of what did I need and, and how can I do this with so much love and intention? And that speaks volumes. Mm, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I really appreciate that. It's, <laughs> You're welcome. it's like so nice to have that reflection, you know, especially, especially being a projector. I can't see myself so clearly, you know, it took me a long time to get here. <laughs> but, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. But it's just, it's so beautiful to hold space for like all the magic that these women bring into this container. Oh, it's so cool. You know, um, there's so so many times I think we feel like we have to be someone else or like you said earlier, we have to kind of like stamp out our light in order to make room for other people to shine. And, and so it's a really beautiful place to just, to just watch people blossom right where they're at and like, oh yeah, it's okay for me to say these things. It's okay for me to take up this much space. I can wear that fucking thing. That's not, that's not too much, you know? So (laughs) it's really cool. Yes. I really, really am like, I'm so aligned to what you're doing. And I knew that whenever we were talking in the DMS, but now hearing like a further explanation of it, I'm like obsessed. Um, I think what you're doing is really, really needed. Like I've said, but also just beautiful to watch somebody just carve out their own niche and then really expand that and use style, confidence, and all these different things as a vehicle to just shine your light through the coaching industry, through anything. Um, It really, really is awesome to see. So thank you so much for everything that you do. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, So you guys can find all of her information down below, as well as her podcast, either linked or the release date. Um, I'll have a link to um, scale and style as well. And anything else she has going on will be linked for you guys in the show notes. I want to, again, say thank you so much for coming. Thank you for joining me. I had such a good time talking to you. I can't wait for you to meet the other podcast. Um, The pod squad is what we call ourselves over there. It's such a vibe. I love it all. (laughs) You've created like such an amazing community. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Um, We're actually going to do a little um, meetup in 
February in Orange County. So I'd love to have you come. I would love it. I think you're closer, like nearby. I think I live in um, your Belinda. So not far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Long Beach. So we're not far. So a lot of the girls are in SoCal. Um, but some are, some are across the U S and, and also in the UK, but most, a big chunk of us are in, um, Orange County or LA. So yeah, we're going to have a little meetup group. That would be like a dream. I can't even tell you. Actually, that's like totally something I've been manifesting. Oh my God. I was like, there you go. Friends. Okay. All my people are like all over the country. Yay. That's exactly why I created it because I felt like every time I would have an interaction with like a new entrepreneur or like do a podcast with somebody, they were like, I just don't have any, fr- like, I don't have any friends in this space. I don't have any entrepreneur friends or friends that are showing up online or friends that understand what I'm going through, even if on the level of like a spiritual journey or growing self-growth. And I was like, okay. So I started just like, I put together just a group of like my closer friends and the, they had all been on the podcast. And then I was like, I'm just going to add everyone who's been on the podcast and start adding them in. And it is really, really cool to see. So yeah, that I'm is excited. Magic, for sure. Bringing everybody together. Wow. So good. How exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, um, uh, thank you guys so much for listening and until next week, don't forget to let your confidence shine. Bye.